Hey there, everybody. It's meteorologist Andrew Gorton here with another First Alert weather podcast here. I've got a special guest. We've had him on before for you guys that listen every time we post one of these. It's Captain Jimmy Lee Armel. How you doing there, buddy? Pretty good, brother. How are you doing today, Andrew? Oh, I'm doing good. You know, we're looking at a busy Atlantic hurricane season for us. So here for the next, you know, couple months, I'm going to be pretty busy. But you are an avid fisherman. That's how you make your living. Figured today we talk a little bit about the weather and how it impacts fishing this time of the year because it's such a big industry here on the Georgia and South Carolina coastline. And, you know, I don't think it gets a ton of attention. So first off, let's talk about what's going on weather-wise out there right now. It's been pretty breezy lately. That's not good for you guys. But what about, like, water temperature? What kind of fish are you catching this time of the year whenever you actually have conditions that you can get offshore for? Well, Andrew, like you just said, I'm strictly an offshore dude now. Um, so what, what, what I do this time of year when that water temperature gets above 85 degrees, um, I actually shut down running my four-hour trips right now because I wasn't happy with the results and uh, the way I fish. you got to go a little deeper. So that's what we've been doing. We've been doing the six- and eight-hour trips, trying to get out to the 100, 120-foot of water range. Uh, and that's, that's where the good bite is. There's a good vermilion snapper bite on the bottom, good trigger bite. Um, I've been spending um, a lot of my time trolling um, and live bait bottom fishing for cobia. You know, we had an 18-pound guy grouper the other day. Um, in the past week, we probably caught, put boated about 60 cobia counting throwbacks. Um, so it, it's 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 been it's been hot and heavy. You just got to go a little further than normal. So and then the wind, like you said, affects that. You know, on days that we can get there and how fast we can get there. Um, and as we just get into the fall, that that just gets progressively worse is when but what's good is is with the uh, cooler water and the cooler temperatures um brings the fish in closer to the beach and we'll be fishing 10 miles off the beach so how far about do you have to go now if you gave like a mile range of how far you have to go out uh you know today we put uh seven eight barracuda in the boat uh nice cobia big kingfish uh in a six hour trip we were about 33 miles off the beach there off of north end of tybee gotcha and, you know, for us here at Meteorologist, something that we look at, of course, would be those water temperatures. And it gets a little hotter with the Gulf Stream out there. And for us, we monitor that with tropical systems because that's just a little added energy for them to tap into. But what is it like fishing-wise out there? Do you just get a different kind of a group of fish that go out there? I know it's kind of a longer haul. It, it spreads everything out. So if you look at, uh, at the uh, water temperature chart <laughs> whatever it's called there yeah. um, if you if you look at the water temperature map thing it'll uh, i think that's the technical term for it. it it'll actually it looks like the gulf stream it's the same temperature from where they're catching mahi in the spring but now it's the same temperature of the gulf stream all the way all the way to the reefs um so it, it just spreads all the fish out you know clayton a buddy of mine another charter captain you know, he put a mahi in the boat in 120 foot of water today, 35 miles off the beach. Uh, that doesn't happen a lot, but everything's all spread out right now, and it was by himself. He had a live bait out and got lucky. Uh, so it just really spreads everything out, spreads the bait out, and makes you go look for him and work for him. Gotcha. So I'm interested here because, you know, we don't have anything immediately coming our way, but, you know, say that we had something that's, you know, a couple days out a big tropical system you're starting to get more of an onshore breeze i know once it gets northeast it creates a big old chop and you don't want to go fishing but is the fishing any better or any different you know a couple days before a storm and how does that how does that differ you know on the flip side of that when the storm is exiting an area does the does the bite pop off or what's going on 
Now, I personally love, love, love a uh, pre-front bite, if you will. You know, as, that, as those storms, big storms are coming up, um, you know, there's a, I'm sure it's a barometric pressure, whatever those fish do. Yeah, I, I oversimplify fishing, you know that. Um, those, those fish, they get wild. They're trying to fatten up. They don't know what's going on. Bait doesn't know what's going on. There's a lot of weird stuff. So everything's eating, eating, eating because it's about to get wild. Uh, so usually a few days out, um, you know, by the, by the time they get your two days out, I've already got the boat off the water, you know, to safety. Uh, but the, you know, the week prior, it's usually pretty good. You know, when we had storms come through, big systems come through and stuff in November, um, it's, it's absolutely brutal just to get 10 miles out. But when you get out there, you know, I remember one day it, it took us, uh, an hour to, to go 12 miles off the beach. Um, but once we were out there, we caught 15 kingfish in, I think it was two hours. Wow. Um, and, and we were heading back. And that was when we had the 20-footer. So, you know, we had waves coming over the bow the whole nine yards. Uh, but if you can make it out there safely, I mean, it's absolutely epic fishing. So what about on the other side of a system? You know, maybe the fish have gone without, you know, people going out there fishing for a few days. Got to let the water calm down. If you're one of the first boats out there after a system, what's the bite like? Um, I, I take it deeper just because everything is all turned up. Um, we have big tide swings here. So typically if we get something like that that comes through here, inland's going to get a lot of rain. Uh, being, being in the Savannah River right here, I mean, it, it, you can imagine the volume of fresh water that gets dumped out of that bad boy around those times. Um, so I, I get as far off the beach as I can. Um, and, and it's, it's good. Um, it's nothing like the pre, uh, pre-front bite. Um, I will say I see, it seemed to catch a more variety. The bottom fishing is a lot better um, after a storm, I have found. Uh, but that pre-front bite is what I, what I really want. That's kind of when you're like, you look at the clients sometimes, you're like, man, I, it's not really that safe to be going out. And you're sitting there getting ready to go out by yourself. You know, it's like, I don't feel good about taking them out, but I'll go. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, I know, I know that you won't hesitate as long as you think that you can be safe for yourself. So... Right now, you told me a little bit about what you're catching. What's what's next? You know, I know that as we get closer into the fall, you you love catching kingfish. What goes on with them? They come in a little bit closer. You don't have to to spend as much money on gas to get out out further in the ocean. No, no. They'll, they'll, when, when that as that water temperature cools, all that bait and stuff's going to be moving around, and it's going to be coming in closer. Um, and then as the water temperature drops even more, the baits are going to start to migrate. The the kingfish and your cobia and your pelagics, they're, they're all prepping for a migration. So they're they're trying to fatten up. So they're going to be out there. You're going to get you know when you can still find live bait. You know you're going to have kingfish skyrocketing on live bait. It's it, it gets insane and then if you are if you time it well you've got a window after the bait leaves after the big bait pods leave uh, these kings get really really fired up and then we bring out the lures and you're you're just trolling plugs and you're just i mean it's knockdown after knockdown after knockdown because there's no bait but they're still prepping for the migration i got you so they're they're just hitting everything you put in front of them it's it's epic you just got to catch it right well, I know that you do a good job of that. I want to change it up a little bit here. So obviously you're a charter captain. You've been doing that for a while. But I know that recently you started up a nonprofit. So when you're not out there, you know, with paid clients, what what do you have going on? What What's in the works right now? Uh, well, we, we started a nonprofit, notlucky.org. Um, that's spelled with a not, K-N-O-T. 
um, notlucky.org. And it's what we're doing is, uh, you know, I shared uh, on an interview with you when um, the first day we met, um, you know, I, I went through a stint when I got out of the military. I got medically retired from uh, First Ranger Battalion here in Savannah. Uh, and the PTSD hit me hard. I was physically addicted to alcohol and contemplated a lot making that ultimate selfish decision, um, suicide. Uh, and it, it, I sat many a night, you know, stereotypical story, you know, the whiskey bottle and the pistol. Um, and it's sad. It's terrifying. Never thought I'd get there. And now I don't know how I was there. Um, but fishing is what saved me. It's what did it for me. Um, so what we're doing now is in uh, kind of running everything out of pocket right now. we got a couple of donors that help out with fuel. But we're, we get these guys and gals that are, you know, have some PTSD issues and, you know, maybe just a little bit of trouble adjusting and don't really – not really feeling anything, don't have much of a purpose and, and just kind of lost a little bit. Um, you know, we, we get them out on the water and, you know, I, I tell them coping mechanisms that work with me with PTSD if they ask and uh, they want some help with uh, some substance abuse issues. I get them in the right direction there. At least try to. Uh, once again, we're not professionals, but we know professionals. Uh, so we get them linked up with the right people. Um, the main thing is it, I, I want people to know we try to lead by example on Ranger Regiment. And I, I want people to know that it's all right to 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 have issues it's okay to hurt it's okay to be sad it's okay to be confused it's okay to not have any clue at all what you're feeling um but there are people that care and in today's world with everything going on and all the negativity there are people that care i mean the the best example in the world is is team starbright you're talking a group of guys that i met through fishing and they were very veteran friendly and then it turned into they're like what can we do to help these guys never met any any of these veterans and they're they're helping bringing them fishing they're wanting to know what they can do to help trying to bridge the gap between you know the veteran and the civilian world and, and get rid of get rid of some of the myths about ptsd and then at the end of the day it's just getting the person suffering help yeah you know you're doing great work with that i'm excited to see where it goes for sure do you have any stories of um maybe an example of someone that you've brought on recently and kind of how that trip went for that individual Yep, we had a guy come down from Michigan about a week ago. This is actually on our YouTube channel, um, American Fishing Charters. Uh, it, it, his name was Steve, and he came down all the way from Michigan. Uh, and we got him out for two awesome days of fishing. Uh, and, and he had had uh, he had went through some, some issues. You know, I'm not going to get into his personal business, but he went through some stuff, man, um, like a lot of us do. Uh, and, and fishing was kind of doing it for him. And he said he started watching the YouTube channel that my good buddy, Chris Harrison put together. He's an, another, uh, combat wounded vet. And, uh, he, he got motivated and now he wants to move to the South here somewhere and be a fishing guy. Um, and I, I hope, you know, I told him make sure he has a plan and all that good stuff, but it, it, it's good, man. You know, one of my main messages to people is I feel like a parent talking to a kid. It's like, you can be whatever you want. Um, you know, you don't have to fall into the box. You know, you don't you don't have to go do be a first responder. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you don't want to do that, you don't have to do it. Well, a lot of people in the military, we get put in a box, you know, by by society, essentially, to where we can, we're only capable of doing certain things. Or this is what we're supposed to do. And this is the safe thing to do because it's how you make a living. Um, I'm, and, and if you got wife, kids, et cetera, and you're the primary breadwinner, you got to do what works. You know, you got to have your ducks in a row. I'm more about, you know, do what makes you happy. You're going to be good at it. And 
and then good things will follow with that. Um, so that's my main message to these guys, and that's what Stephen is doing. You know, he's found what made him happy. Fishing's this calling, and he's he's going after it. You know, and God forbid if it doesn't work out, he's not going to be sitting there at sixty-five years old going, "Well, I, I should have tried." Right. Well, that's. It sounds like you've got some things going in the right direction. Is there anything else you wanted to get out there today? Well, thanks to you and um, everybody at WTC that showed their their support. Um, and you know, if anybody wants to donate, hop on there, notlucky.org. There's a donate button. You can donate any amount of money. You can also subscribe if you'd like. Um, hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel. It's free and it helps us a ton. Awesome. There, we're going to make sure that some people do that. We're going to check back in with you maybe in a month or so. See how that. Uh... The bite is doing with the peak hurricane season about a month away. So, Jimmy, thank you so much for for taking time out of your day and chatting with us. Always good information, and you've got some of the best stories around. So thank you, buddy. All right, Andrew. I appreciate it. All right, that's another episode of the WTOC First Alert Weather Podcast.